0: Hello and welcome to the Woke University Sports Network podcast. Um, pretty soon, we're gonna I'm gonna get into some uh, some NFL playoff uh, predictions as we uh, just finish up the wild card round and we get to start moving towards the divisional rounds and stuff this weekend. But um, I just I I just wanted to start out with uh, something that I've been keeping an eye on, and that is specifically the the situation with the Houston Rockets. Um. I think it is telling because you know the, last night they they played a game against the Los Angeles Lakers who I believe are undoubtedly the best team in the NBA currently. And they got blown out in that game. They lost 117 to 100. Now they're 3 and 6 on the season, but it's only 9 games in. But I do think it's telling that you're now three and six, and this comes off of an off season where James Harden had been out partying, uh, going to Vegas. He's in Atlanta hanging out with the rapper Lil Baby for his birthday. He is ignoring COVID protocol, and a lot of these videos you'll see him pictures, you'll see him without a mask. He's had to quarantine already. This is also after getting new teammates after the Russell Westbrook trade where they sent Russell Westbrook to the Washington Wizards for John Wall. They also signed Boogie Cousins, um, who is, you know, not a star player currently, but has been a star player in the league, a multiple time all-star. And he does have a connection with your new point guard, John Wall. And, uh, you know, if you look at how he's playing, obviously a shell of himself post-injuries, but, you know, playing pretty decent, I think, as as a collective team with your new teammates. I think John Wall, Boogie Cousins, Christian Wood, who looks... I think he, he's a phenomenal player for their team, especially. I, th- I think he adds that element that they were missing when they were trying to run small ball in uh, Mike D'Antoni's offense. I think Christian Wood athletically at that position, the power forward center hybrid being 6'10", able to hit an outside jump shot, athletic at the rim. I think he's decent defensively and he's young. I think that he can be a solid piece for that team. I think he is currently. And I think with DeMarcus Cousins, who is a legitimate big man, which is something that the Rockets have lacked for a while. I know the big position has been marginalized, but DeMarcus Cousins looks in shape. He looks a lot skinnier um, than he has in years before. And I think that that also shows commitment with him and John Wall um, to their new coach, Stephen Silas, who has been around the league for years and finally gets his opportunity with this Rockets team and to see James Harden show up to camp you know in the in the condition that he's in obviously he's an effective NBA player no matter what uh, shape he's in just given the game that he plays he's a skill player not necessarily upper end athleticism when you're talking about the upper crust of the NBA you know but if you think about it, he's as skilled as any player offensively as any ever been. Um, he has really good size for that, for the one or the two position, that hybrid that he likes to play. And, you know, obviously he's just, he's just an amazing scorer. He's a great shooter. He can drive to the basket. He's a great ball. He's a great ball handler, great passer. Everything on the offensive end, James Harden gives you that. So he's going to be able to score the issue is, is that lately he's not been scoring points. And that is what he's supposed to do for this team because you're James Harden. You've averaged over 30 points a game in the last two seasons. And now you have new teammates and a roster which I think is very, very underrated. I actually think it's a one of the better rosters James Harden has ever had put around him. And... I get it. You have been requesting a trade. You wanted to leave. You wanted to go play for a new team, whether that be Philadelphia 76ers or that be the Brooklyn Nets or Miami Heat, Milwaukee Bucks, whatever team that you think you can win a championship with. But in all of those situations outside of the Miami Heat. You are not the number one guy. You're currently the number one guy on the Houston Rockets. This has been your franchise since you were traded there from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Coming off of a NBA Finals where you lost in five games to LeBron and Dwayne Wade led Miami Heat in 2012 after winning six man of the year. On a team led by Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Now, I believe I want to play some audio um, from the interviews post-game. The post-game interviews of John Wall and James Harden. The, one of the quotes that was said from James Harden after the game was, I love this city. I've literally done everything I can. The situation is crazy. I don't think it can be fixed. Thanks, and he gets up and leaves. Um, I'm also going to be playing the audio of John Wall and what his response to what James Harden said at his at his press conference. So I'm going to play the audio. Give me one second. I mean, this, this situation is, is, is crazy. You know, it's something that uh, I don't think can be fixed. So, um, yeah. Thanks. the day, a lot of guys here is want to compete at a high level. And uh, like I told everybody tonight, and I told the guys before, when the one through fifteen guys are all on the same page, and they commit, they know their role, they know what they want to do, they know what they want to get out of this, and that's the win. You all will be fine, but when you have Certain guys in the mix that don't want to buy in all this one. It's going to be hard to do anything special, do anything good as a basketball team. I've been on those teams. and My language has been the lead. I've been on a team like that my first five years where it was all about me, 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 not about the team. And that hurts. And it brings everybody down. So when we can get all on the same page, we can be something good here. And uh, we can't dwell down on it because it's only been nine games. Like, come on, man. You want to jump off the cliff off of nine games? There's a lot of basketball still to be played. Can I get a round of applause for John Wall, please? You know, what John Wall said in that press conference and his in response to what James Harden said is is telling. Because if you if you just heard it and you never watched the Houston Rockets, maybe you never watched the NBA, but you had an idea in your head of what a franchise player was for a team. And you heard those two press conferences. You would have thought. John Wall was the franchise player. That is what I'm saying. In this instance, it it just proves where the... Who is really the self-aware player on the team? Whose team really is it at this point currently? Because it seems to me like... Whether James Harden is checked out, you know, I'm not going to put that against him. I do believe that he has had a bad stretch of games, and I do think it's telling it's during a time where you wanted to, you want to leave the franchise, and you are still under contract for a couple years, and they have all the leverage, so obviously, if you want to leave, it's kind of up to them at this point, because it's not like you're going into free agency next year, so they don't really have to get rid of you, but... You know, I'm not gonna put that on him. He's a professional. I'm not saying he's you know doing anything as far as throwing games or anything like that. But what I will say is, if you are mentally checked out, it wouldn't make a lot of sense. And a player like John Wall, who has been a franchise player, senses that. And John Wall deserves a lot of credit because It actually is telling, this is the first time I've seen a player play with James Harden that you can tell the difference in what is exactly wrong with James Harden. James Harden is an all-time great scorer, an all-time great NBA player, top 50 player undoubtedly, I think he's probably in the 30s, somewhere around there um maybe if he gets a championship or something later on and it's telling that he's the best player on the team maybe he could move towards the the high 20s i don't think he could really go past that with what he presents with you already and what he's already gone through he's already too late in his career but john john wall does not measure to james harden as a player he is not Historically, and he will never be historically thought of at the level of James Harden. Understandably so. James Harden has had a lot more playoff success. But the difference is, and what you can tell, is that James Harden was drafted third overall in the 2009 NBA draft. That's the same draft where Blake Griffin was selected first. Stephen Curry was selected seventh. Um, there's, I think DeMar DeRozan was in that draft as well. Uh, Ricky Rubio was also in that draft. Uh, the great Hashim Thabit, I'm kidding, wasn't great. NBA Draft Plus was selected second. Um, but either way, you know, that was the 2009 draft. James Harden was selected third to an Oklahoma City Thunder team that had just, had only been in Oklahoma City for a year at this point this was going to be their second year there the year before they drafted Russell Westbrook the year before that they drafted Kevin Durant when they were on when they were still the Seattle SuperSonics and at this point James Harden is a piece for them he's not a starter he's a piece At this point, James Harden is relegated to the bench. Great talent. Great potential. But all in all, with what they have with Russell Westbrook being the point guard that he is and Kevin Durant being the, obviously, the franchise player that they have, they know they have their squad. So James Harden... Coming off the benches, everything that they get from James Harden is extra. Essentially, you know, and obviously James Harden becomes it ends up being becoming a franchise player for the Houston Rockets once he leaves. But that's once he leaves. But what I'm saying is, is in relation to two alphas, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, James Harden was third. And how you knew he was third was even if he ranks, if he ranks higher historically. Than Russell Westbrook, he he doesn't rank. High. Kevin Durant is a better player than James Harden. Kevin Durant is a better number one option. Kevin Durant is just better than James Harden. You know, and that's the difference when you start to get to the elites historically. Kevin Durant trends, starting to trend toward the top 10 players of all time. James Harden is in the mid to low 30s and the top 50 players of all time. And that is the difference. Russell Westbrook, I think, is a top 50 player, too, probably in the high 40s, maybe low 40s, mid 40s. But I think he's a top 50 player. But the difference is how you knew he was an alpha when compared to James Harden was they let James Harden go. They were not going to go into the luxury tax for James Harden, specifically after an NBA finals in 2012, where James Harden was bad for them in that series after coming off of a great series against the spurs in the west in the western conference playoffs and then when he showed up as their their sixth man highly touted had some great series earlier on was seemed to be reliable came into the nba finals and it was like he didn't even belong on the floor He was just getting ran out of the gym. And I get it, young player, young at the time. You know, obviously you're going up against the Miami Heat at that time who were really hungry for another for a championship. Specifically LeBron, Dwyane Wade, Chris Bosh. But for you to not look like you even belonged on the floor for the minutes that you did play. And then for after every loss, no matter how bad you played to go to strip clubs. And then telling you, hey, it's the n b a finals probably gotta lock in just at some point, you know, and you don't do it, and so they trade you, they let you go, and Oklahoma City gets a lot of a lot of bad rap for that, but I think that that just proves that they ended up i think Oklahoma City ended up building a better team. Later on than that team that actually made the finals in 2016. When they were up 3-1 on the Warriors. And they did blow the lead. But that was a better team than what they constructed when they went to the finals in 2012. It was. A prime KD. No longer young. Prime Russell Westbrook. No longer young. KD had just won the the MVP a couple years ago. And Russell Westbrook won the MVP the year after. Deion Waiters. Sergey Ibaka, Steven Adams, Andre Roberson, other players, good pieces for that team. And it was after they got rid of James Harden. So them trading, the willingness to trade James Harden is a symbol of him not being an alpha. And now with a John Wall, it's even more telling that he is not that. Because John Wall compared to James Harden, who was drafted number third, number number three, to a team that already had two franchise pieces that they wanted to build around. John Wall was drafted number one to the Washington Wizards in 20 in 2010. The draft after James Harden was drafted. The difference between what John Wall was drafted into was significantly different. It was a Washington Wizards team that was going through almost disgrace after the gilbert arenas jarvis crutenton you know uh locker room feud that involved guns being brought to the team facility the practice facility and everything you know and, and you know gilbert arenas being their former franchise player who ended up just disgracing himself and then ended up flaming out in orlando um and then Jarvis Curtin, who's not even, you know, he wasn't a relevant NBA player. But still to have that in their locker room. For a franchise in the Washington Wizards, like, yeah, you can say that that team with Gilbert Arenas and Karan Butler and Antoine Jameson and all that stuff was fun. But they were also the team that was getting beaten up in the first and second round by LeBron James on the young Cavs team when LeBron was only 22, 23 years old. You know, just a cat, just a team that just would get slapped in the first, second round. They were fun during the regular season, but it wasn't, they didn't make significant strides, you know, and this was a Washington Wizards team where they, the last time they had won a championship as the Bullets in the 70s with Wes Unseld. John Wall got drafted into that situation. To be the franchise player as the number one overall pick, meaning everyone else on the draft board. And I want you to build my franchise, to build the reputation back of this crumbling franchise that has not won since the 70s. That is a lot of weight to put on a player who had went to Kentucky for one year. 19 or 20 years old getting drafted. James Harden got to go to college, two years, develop, go to OKC. He played three years, develop as a six-man, won six-man of the year, gradually got better, traded to the Houston Rockets where day one, yeah, I mean, they looked at him as a franchise player, but they did go get Dwight Howard eventually. Um, They had some pieces to where he could Fit into that role as a scorer and then develop, develop, develop every year until he became an MVP level player. Where John Wall was expected to turn around the franchise in Washington. And you know what? I think he did. I think he gets. I think if you look at that Washington Wizards team, it wasn't like he was playing with great players. I mean, when you're playing with Andre Blatch and, and you know, you don't have Bradley Beal yet. And then a couple of years later, you get Bradley Beal, but he still has to develop into what he is now, an all-star. And then John Wall then gets faced with injuries because, look, I'm a point guard, six-four, you know, trying to lead a team and carry them far into the playoffs in the East, dominated by the Miami Heat with LeBron and then the Cavs with LeBron. And you just it, – it, it was just a lot. And then, yeah, injuries, the way that John Wall plays. Not a great outside shooter, but athletic, great passer, can attack the rim. If you're averaging 20 and 10 in the playoffs, which is what John Wall averaged for his career in the playoffs, he averages 20 and 10. That's about what you're gonna get from a high-end point guard. You're gonna get 20 and 10, a real facilitator, a real point guard. And so what John Wall is speaking to is being a franchise player, a a knowing that everyone around you, everyone in that locker room is there and they rely on you. And that's the stuff that I don't believe James Harden really grasped because this is the first time he's ever had to be faced with it. A real guy as a franchise player. And if you really, like, if you really had to stand back and look at this roster, okay, they are better than the year before. Russell Westbrook is a better player than John Wall. But John Wall fits with James Harden, I think, more, just because John Wall is a better shooter. John Wall is a better passer. He might not average as many assists as Russell Westbrook, but if you watch basketball, John Wall is a better playmaker, point guard, passer than Russell Westbrook. DeMarcus Cousins is a real big to come off the bench or to just have in the lineup. He's, you know... You, you have some reliable, decent scoring. He, I mean, he might give you 10 a night. Decent enough. You know, he can hit an outside shot. And he can pass as well. Christian Wood, ascending young player. You still have Daniel House. You still have Ben McElmore. You know, you still you, you have, uh, you know, new guys in there. A- and they, you know, it's, it's not that bad of a roster. You still have Eric Gordon still have pj tucker this team if if you take with with how injuries work in the nba with it being a a shorter training camp a shorter off season injuries can happen with covid protocol and all that stuff people can be out people can be suspended people can be uh on covid protocol until they're not playing and all that stuff you have a chance with this roster if you completely buy in and perform at the level that james harden is capable of you have a chance to bring it to a either a conference finals in the West or to the finals, if everything just works right, you're James Harden, and it seems like the only person that understands that in the locker room is John wall, but I'm not going to touch on that anymore you know I just I feel like that was something that needed to be said uh you know we we can start getting into the uh let's say the meat and potatoes of of this podcast of this episode specifically, but I just feel like that that was something to be said because I really do like john i I really do like james Harden, and uh you know, I just think that it it is um a testament to his greatness on why people still hold on to him, you know or people still believe in him but at this instance, I mean, it, it just had to be said, you know, John Wall seems to be like the only person that understands the weight of being a real franchise player on that team. So that's all. All right. Well, uh, we're going to stop for an ad break. Um, it's going to be the anchor ad. Uh, and then after that, you know, we're going to get into some uh, NFL playoffs, uh, predictions, um, recap of uh, Wild wildcard weekend. And Yeah. thank you for tuning in to this clip of the woke university sports network podcast if you're looking for more sports content please follow us on our instagram page at woke university sports network where we post uh, updates on new episodes um just new clips just like this where you can listen to them snippets and all that um if you're looking for something less sportsy though please follow us on our flagship podcast page that is at woke university podcast official where we post different concepts we also make weekly playlists mixes Uh, we got a new thing called fantasy battles which is like the versus battles but i guarantee you it's better can be streamed on apple music um and you know that's just the culture podcast also if you want to follow on my main account that's at vdenero jackson that is my personal account so please follow us on that Um, So thank you for tuning in to this clip of the Woke University Sports Network podcast and uh, stay tuned for the episode that will be releasing. And that will be streamable on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. So thank you very much.